Welcome to the Coronavirus Market Update. It is 5.02 p.m. on Monday evening when we are recording this. Woo, what a day for the stock market. I don't know why. I really don't know why. But anyway, stocks across the board up by 7%, 7 and then some. Uh, The Dow added 1,627 points. That's crazy. And the Russell 2000 even moving at eight and a quarter percent. Volatility is dropping. So here's what it says on some financial nonsensical website. Dow soars as growth rate of new coronavirus cases appears to slow. You got to be kidding me. That's why the Dow's soaring? Well, people are really dumb. I mean, it could be that we're done and things are getting a lot better, but I don't know. It could be getting worse too. Let me tell you about my crazy experience since I last spoke to you. So I was on Face the Nation on Sunday, my first time ever, very exciting. And I get off and I uh, off the air and I do my thing. And late in the day, there is a voicemail on my phone. There's no number. I listen to it. Mark, it is Senator Susan Collins from Maine calling me up. I thought someone was punking me, but it really did sound like her. So I was like, give it a shot. I called back. It was Senator Susan Collins from Maine who wanted to make sure that I didn't like diss the SBA program to small businesses because on Face the Nation, I had said that Friday was a complete mess and that people were having a really hard time applying for loans, that I knew this because people were sending me screenshots and I was having conversations with people and emails from you guys. I just knew it. That's it. It was the first time a politician's ever called me, as I told her this, first time I ever got a phone call from a politician where they weren't looking for money and it wasn't a robocall. That's my big experience of the weekend. I mean, she wouldn't get off the phone. I'm like, Aren't, don't you need to get to dinner? She goes, oh, I'm making pasta. I said, well, don't overdo it. Classic mistake. You know, hate when people overdo the pasta. I made Mark laugh on that. So I hadn't told Mark that story. I told him I wanted to save it for the podcast. Anyway, that's crazy story. You know, who the heck am I? But a, a senator called me. We had a very nice chat. She's got a black lab. I sent her pictures of the girls. So my dogs. She said something nice about them. It was quite, It was very funny. Anyway, the market went up today. I don't know why. That's it. You know what's the best news of this week? Friday, there's no trading. I can't believe it. So happy about that. Uh, I need a break. I'm exhausted. We'll get there at some point, maybe in a few months. Um, All right, let's get to some questions here. This is from Lorenzo, who owns a small business in a mall. He pays high rent. He says, you know, obviously the landlords want 100% of the rent, even though the mall's been closed due to the virus. If I receive an economic injury disaster loan, will I be on the hook to repay it if I use all of it to pay for my rent for three to four months? I don't think you should. Um, there, you got to be very careful with these SBA loans and you should read all the fine print, but that's the whole point. And by the way, don't pay the rent anyway, because they're all, if, if your landlords are a mall, then for sure I wouldn't be paying that. I know it's hard when it's a mom and pop person, but my God, come on. Eric writes, uh, with the market fund issues going on, I've rushed in and done nothing so far. Good. He says, my wife and I are in conservative allocations in no small part as a result of reading your book. Yes. We're basically in Vanguard, 40% stock, 60% bond, life strategy funds. Since I have only, yes, it's a lot, but overall not so bad, really. I've only lost about 12% at this point. Should I stay this way or go more aggressive to make up some ground? Stay this way. Back away. He says, should I back away from the keyboard and go back to work coaching football? Yes, you should. 
I appreciate your podcast. I love a snarky comment from time to time. LOL, all the best. P.S. If it wasn't an NCA rule breaker, I would buy a copy of your book for everyone on my every one of my seniors and require a book report before they graduate. But NCAA rules, you know? Uh, all right, listen. First of all, I love that. I won't tell you where this person is, but I now know because I see the address extension. Don't change your allocation. Do not change your allocation. Got it? Please, there is absolutely no reason for you to change anything. Okay? Good. You got there. You've you, Now you see the benefit of it. Don't get greedy. Don't do anything different. You're in good shape. Frank writes, I'm 71 years old, retired. My wife and I have been retired for five years. We live comfortably. We have five grandchildren ages 16 to 20. I'm always thinking about how I could get them to think about saving and investing. And I was thinking of two approaches. The first would be to set up an IRA for each of them, maybe with $2,500. And the second, setting up a non-retirement account and working with them, but letting them make the decision as to where to invest. My two questions, what do you think of both of these ideas? I mean, they're both great ideas. I think it's nice to to do an IRA because it gets them in the habit of saving for an IRA. And maybe what you could do, especially as they get older, is that you could say, all right, we're going to put some money in and we'll start you off. And then maybe as you put more money in, we'll match that contribution. How about that? The second idea about a non-retirement, letting them make a decision about where to invest, I'm worried about that one. He asked for a, a, an app or a website. You know, there's a lot of different apps that are out there. There's Robinhood. There is also online platforms that you you know that they can check out, like Betterment, um, that would help. And certainly, all of the smaller index fund companies will have them. But I think I really like the IRA better, and then walking them through that and and kind of teaching them the basics. They're pretty young still, and it's nice to know that the money is invested and in getting them into the habit of retirement. That's what I like. Um, okay. Marilyn says, I'm a real estate agent. Besides our primary home, we own four investment properties. My question's around the tax deferred policy, where if we sell, we have to purchase another home for equal or greater value within a 90 day period. Has a stimulus package offered any relief for investors like myself so that we don't have to pay taxes on the gain? I don't know about that. I don't think so. I don't remember reading anything about real estate investors specifically, but you know, I would check in with your accountant about that, but I don't think that they, I didn't read anything. Mark, do you recall anything? Negative. Mark says negative. Patrick writes, I'm 68 years old, self-employed, and in the process of selling my portion of the company to an employee, maybe two years out, I have my company's 401k money in Schwab through a firm we've dealt with for years. My intention was to transfer my portion to a personal wealth manager that handles my IRA, et cetera, and will build a retirement plan for me. What's your opinion on moving it? It will go from one retirement to another. My accountant is okay with it. With all the mess today, should I leave it until later to move? Okay. So Patrick, I think having an advisor is a great idea. Um, I think you've got to interview different people. And um, if you go to our resource page at jillonmoney.com, you'll see about halfway down the page, it says, need an advisor. Here's 13 questions to ask. And you know, I think that you've got to really choose someone who's going to do what you ask, what you're seeking. And that is you want retirement planning and investment management. And for that, I really do believe you need a fiduciary advisor, someone who's going to put your interests first, and maybe even can talk you through some of the ins and outs of selling the company. So 
that's what I would do. I like the idea of working with an advisor for sure, but just make sure you know who that advisor is and be sure that the advice you're getting is in your best interest. Okay. Helen writes, uh, you are my constant in these crazy times. Thanks for all you do to keep us rational and investing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for writing that. It means a lot. I'm looking for ways to invest and grow my money tax-free. As a single taxpayer with a workplace 401k and whose income is higher than the phase-out range, how should I be thinking about using the IRA? Should I invest in it to get the tax-free growth even if I had to forego the deduction? What would you recommend? I need a little bit more detail on this. If you have a 401k um, and you're maxing it out, and you've got even more money, then you could maybe consider doing a backdoor um, Roth IRA contribution. That could be something that you're that you would consider. Follow up with us with a little bit more information. The other piece of this is that if all of your money is in retirement plans already, you know, and you don't have a lot of money that's in liquid assets, maybe we ought to look. We've got to look at that as well. So I really do think we need a tiny bit more. Uh, from from you in terms of your information, then we can help you out. Okay. Maureen writes, my husband is a tattoo artist who has been shut down as a solo artist. He hasn't filed his taxes for the past three years. Ay, ay, ay. So he's due this year. My question, does he qualify for help from the government, unemployment, stimulus, check, anything? He's solo. So he does qualify for help. You guys have to file some taxes. That's going to be the, the linchpin here. You need to have tax returns filed. He should be able to get unemployment. He should be able to get a stimulus check, but only if he's got taxes filed for 2018. All right, Teresa, this is my last one, right? Oh, this is such a nice one. Subject, daily coronavirus emails. Longtime listener, first time commenter. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to calm our nerves during this unbelievable period of time. The fear of the unknown can be overwhelming at times, but your common sense advice lessens the fear. Keep your positivity and sound advice coming as we need all the help we can get. Stay well. Well, Teresa, what a lovely way to end this uh, this program, this episode, and, and I can't thank you enough. I was going to do a quote, but that's a much better way for me to end it. So uh, we'll be here with you tomorrow. If you've got a financial question, just email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Be safe. Practice that social distancing. Wash your hands. Be nice to each other. Don't go crazy about your money until you send us an email. Let us take that on for you. Okay? So hang in there. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And thanks so much for listening.